to Just Thinking with hosts Dara Harrison and Virgil Walker, bringing you week-to-week cultural apologetics as well as social issues from a biblical worldview. This is Just Thinking. Let's think. Well, hey, I'm excited you're in for another edition of Just Thinking Podcast, man. I'm, I'm Virgil Walker. I'm excited to be with my brother, the man in the driver's seat, uh, Mr. Daryl Harrison. How you doing tonight, my man? What's going on, Virg? My wing man. I'm in the house, man, ready to rock another episode. This is episode three Good. of this uh, venture, the Just Thinking Podcast. Mm-hmm. And I uh, just want to remind the listeners really quick that this is an extension of my blog, which you can find at justthinking.me. That's justthinking.me. And the podcast is an extension of that. So we're excited to be with you for another episode. No doubt, man. It's it's been uh it's been good, man. But stuff's already kind of kind of buzzing out there, man. Getting out there. Got the got the first episode or two under under the belt and uh uh, getting getting more comfortable in the pocket, man. Just trying to trying to uh, trying to figure out the the flow and the different yeah. issues and the different things that are going on, man. A big shout out to to Dwayne, man. As we as we always do, and we want to definitely mention uh, the Bar Podcast and the Bar Network, man, and and the, the network of just great podcasts, man. That Dwayne is pulling. He's just pulling all the all the talent, man. Just bringing us all together, putting us under one umbrella. You know, dusting us off and, and and pushing us out there, man. And we're we're grateful for that and grateful for him as well. So yeah, shout out to Dwayne. What's up, D? No doubt. No, no man. I I just want to I just want to ask you, Daryl, man. I know you've you you you've got a you got a pretty big. Uh, in fact, I think you do. You've got a nice Twitter following for for the, for the most part. How, how how many folks you got following you on Twitter, man? Yeah, man. I'm not even, man. I'm not. I appreciate the shout out, man. But I don't even think I'm on. I'm like in the universe of Twitter. I'm kind of like. Pluto. <laughs> really? I mean, like I got right now, I think I'm at about uh let me check, man. Matter of fact, while we're talking, I think I got about fifty seven hundred oh. or pro- approaching fifty seven hundred. Oh. <laughs> something well, like that, man. Well, but I, in the, you know I man, ba- I barely I barely use the medium and probably should more. I'm more of a Facebook guy for the most part, and then I kind of yeah. do I do a little bit. Uh, well, not a little bit. I do. I do quite a bit on Instagram. I'm trying to. I'm trying to get my, you know, my, my little Instagram move up. I know. I know a lot of the younger kids do more, more Instagram and you know, and, and that kind of thing. So I kind of, I kind of, I kind of check those things out. I'm not been one for this Snapchat, man. Have you tried? Have you tried? Yeah, no, nah, man. I'm not on Snap. The only social media platforms that I'm on right now is Facebook and Twitter. Uh, mm-hmm. I've not been on Snap. I'm not on Insta. Uh, I'm not on any of the other platforms uh, at all. So, mm-hmm. uh, but yeah, to answer your question, man, I have exactly 5,680 followers as we record this episode. Well, that's not, that's not bad, bro. That's not, that's a good, that's a good start, man. That's, that's more Facebook followers than I have. <laughs> well, man, maybe, hey, hey, man, maybe we can go, maybe we can go to social justice route and combine our followers, man. Just get all, <laughs> get all collective with it. <laughs> uh, I think I, 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 if, 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 if the social justice warrior way is the way to go, bro, I think there's, there's some big name white dudes that that gotta give up some of their followers. Followers, man. That's right. You know what I'm saying? 
That's right. That's, you got to be, listen, man, they got to be down with the struggle, bro. I mean, it's, <laughs> it's a struggle getting followers, man. It's a struggle. They need to come off of some white people. Y'all need to come up off of some of those followers. Right. Be, uh, Bieber, Taylor Swift. Right. Give it up. Give it up man. Right. Y'all, <laughs> go ahead and redistribute those followers, man. Look, look, you, look know. You, you know, you know who's a monster on on the uh, on Insta and on Twitter, and that's 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 them Kardashians, man. I don't know if they I don't know if they qualify as as a person of color, you know, or not. But uh, man, I I I think I think they definitely got some white privilege going on. They should give up at yeah, least man. at least a million, man. They wouldn't even they wouldn't even they wouldn't even lose sleep. Over if if a, if a million followers just I don't know man way. see I, I wouldn't say that because I I perceive the Kardashians man to be some pretty uh, shall we say uh, their rep kind of matters to them man I think right. their rep matters to them quite a bit yeah. especially <laughs> on the social media space where you know they're always posting. Yes. pictures and videos so they can get attention and get looked at you probably I, right. yeah I, I think they would miss their million followers you're probably, probably right man <laughs> they, they probably take that kind of serious i think <laughs> they could just tithe it man this i said a million would be about what 10 10 percent they could just they could just tithe it to religious purposes tithe, man tithe you know what your I'm followers saying? man yeah man just tie them on over man <laughs> That's a good one, bro. That's a good one. Yeah, you could be a good. Uh, yeah, you could be a good little. Uh, uh, what what prosperity gospel? Uh, right, right. Just leave it to celebrity. Just leave it to a preacher to figure yeah. out how to get. But you know what, bro? I'm gonna go. I'm gonna one up you, man. I'm gonna just name and claim my million followers. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna just name it and claim it and claim a million extra followers. Speak it into existence, man. Speak it into existence, man. Exactly. Declare a decree. Come on, declare, somebody. Declare my million followers, man. Man, we we getting started. It's already too much fun, man. It's just crazy. <laughs> well, listen, man. What's what's been the what's been the feedback, man, that you've been getting and hearing? Uh, off of some of the stuff that that's been been posted out there, man. I know, I know, we've got a. I think we we dropped a bonus track this past week. Yeah, we had a, yeah. kind of our intro deal going, man. Yeah. I, brother, I, I listened to to all those that that were posted, and then I I jumped on the Bar Network and caught a number of different things, man. That Dwayne's got going on as well. Just just some great great content, man. But I thought you sounded fantastic. Just sound so smart. You just sound smart. Well, man, listen, uh, I appreciate that, bro. But, you know, sometimes you can just, you know, do it all with smoke and mirrors, man. You know, right. and, uh, <laughs> you know, you can make it. <laughs> you can make yourself look like anything you want behind a microphone, man. Absolutely. I know it comes real, man. It's coming but, man, from the real. Yeah. And one thing I want to let folks know is that these episodes, when we record, man, there are no notes. I mean, mm-hmm. we, we, this is not scripted right. at all. Now we, we have somewhat of an idea what, what topics we may want to tee it up, but uh, we don't have show notes. There's no script. Nope. Uh, n- nothing's choreographed. Uh, and I think maybe man, to answer your question about the feedback, perhaps the folks who are listening to us in the early stages of this venture are appreciating that fact about the just thinking podcast. And that mm-hmm. it's just two brothers you know, like you like to say, man, just chopping it up, chopping chopping these issues up, up. but we're staying true to the tagline that you'll find out on my blog that we're applying, uh, biblical truth to these social, political and theological issues Mm. in our world. So I think Mm -hmm. folks are kind of appreciating the, um, the, 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 the flow that's rather relaxed 
Right. It's rather, uh, it's rather informal, but at the same time, you know, we, we do, we do take the gospel seriously and you're not going to spend a half hour listening to us and not hear the gospel applied to these issues. So I think folks are starting to appreciate that. And we thank them very much. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, you posted it up and and I saw a number of folks jump on a lot of, a lot of friends and family and and folks that I didn't know. And, and and I know a lot of the folks that are following you on Twitter have kind of tagged me in some of that and just said, Hey, appreciate the, appreciate the things you guys are doing saying, Hey, how can I get more? Where can I get more? And, you know, what are you going to do next? And, and, uh, that kind of thing. I, I, I've even had on my end, man, just so that, that, you know, uh, cause, cause my folks have a tendency that I, I the, the circles that, that I run in, uh, here in Omaha, as you, as you may know or may not know, um, the, in, in, in Nebraska, man, African-American population is low overall. I think we run somewhere in the neighborhood of statewide, about 6% African-American. Mm-hmm. And so in the, in the Omaha Metro, that increases to about 8%. And then nationwide, of course, we're, t- we're 12, 13% of the general population. So you can see there's, there's not as many of us. I, I don't know if, I don't know if brothers and sisters don't like the cold weather, so don't come up this far or or what what the deal is but that's just kind of that's and so the circles that i run in are primarily our caucasian brothers and sisters and so they are deeply curious man about the things that we're sharing loving the hit so the feedback i'm getting wow i just appreciate you guys the 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 depth of knowledge that you have a about the about cultural issues and b that you're bringing biblical worldview you're bringing the gospel into conflict with the issues of the day and then and kind of walking us through what that looks like but again man the funny thing that i'm running into is they're for the most part you know um they they are they're shy man They're, they're they're uncomfortable uh, about about addressing these issues head on in a public way. I've I've got a dear brother uh, that that is incredibly knowledgeable. Uh, has has uh, you know earned degrees, higher uh, higher education degrees, master's, doctorate level degrees, and could talk of, talk circles around anyone with regard to uh, particular issues, social and otherwise. The challenge he has as a white male is uh, how vocal should I be? You know, where should I how, how comfortable uh, would it be for me to, to address some of these issues? So he's he's happy that we do it. Uh, but, but, man, he's he's chomping at the bit trying to figure out the best way in which to come across and say some different things. And I don't know, man, my, my, my advice is pretty direct, man. I'm just like, tell the truth and shame the devil. You know? right. I mean, yeah. just 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 bring it and be biblical. Um, you, you may, as a, as a white male, need to put a little extra emphasis on, hey, this comes from a place of love. This comes from a desire to to to, to have, you know, oneness with my brother in Christ, uh, who, who's who's an African-American. But uh, I want you to know here's biblically here's here's truth. This is not my truth. Uh, this is not something I, I'm making up, but here's here's scripturally where we need to land on these particular issues and just go for it. But that's kind of that's kind of been the feedback, man, that, that I've been getting. How, how about on your end, bro? What are you what are you hearing? Yeah, on my end, man, I'm getting really, really good feedback from, uh, you know, all my social media connections that I have, uh, especially on Facebook, man. And, mm. You know, that's where when, when we release a new episode, that's probably where I post it first, because mm-hmm, mm-hmm. uh, I've got uh, right now close to 3000 followers on Facebook. Mm-hmm. And, you know, what I want to try to do, man, is just, uh, you know, make sure the podcast gets exposure from the standpoint of 
getting the gospel more exposure. I mean, this isn't about, you know, getting Daryl Harrison or Virgil Walker or Dwayne Atkinson on the bar podcast, more exposure. Mm -hmm. Uh, What I'm most thankful for is the Lord has opened up this platform, uh, this podcast as a platform for us to at least attempt to, uh, because we can't control people's hearts, but to the, de- the degree that we can attempt to reorient, uh, first of all, the church mm. and then the uh, the secular world around these issues with respect to what does the gospel say about these issues? Because as you know, Virgil, there's not an issue that we face today that the gospel does not address. Absolutely. Uh, uh, so, uh, you know, so the feedback that I'm getting, man, people are, are really they're surprised. There's a sense of relief <laughs> that wow. they like, wow, we have, we, we have same with you, man. You know, I, I get a lot of feedback from a, a, a diverse um, population of uh, friends and associates and family members mm-hmm. who come to me and they say, wow, you know, I've been thinking the exact same thing you guys have been right. talking about, but I've been afraid to say it for fear right. of being called a racist. Right. You know? Right. Right. And I tell my uh, I tell my brothers and sisters who aren't black, I tell them all the time. I said, listen, this is your fight, too. Right. You know, uh, as it relates to how the truth of the gospel applies to Amen. all these issues. If you call Amen. yourself a Christian, then this is your fight, too. It's like you just Absolutely. said, tell the truth and, and shame the devil. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, so we can't let that pride get in the way of telling the truth because the gospel's already said. Jesus has already told us that if we stand for truth, we're going to be hated by the world. Absolutely. Because he says, right, what did he say? Christ said, when the world hates you, just remind yourself that it hated me, it first. Hate me first. That's right. <laughs> okay. That's right. That's All right. right. So, 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 so take comfort in that. Tell the truth. But, man, folks are really excited about this podcast, man. They mm-hmm. really are. And, uh, listen, I just want the listeners to know that every time Virgil and I get together, to record one of these episodes, we really try hard to improve on the quality, on the content, the dialogue mm-hmm. that we have, because we want to give you guys a, a quality product. Uh, I'm a rookie as it relates to this space, uh, <laughs> podcasting and whatnot. Virgil's an mm-hmm. old veteran. Uh, I don't know about that. <laughs> the way he's old, the technical expert. So sure. I'm the rookie in this, uh, in this venture. So I'll try not to make uh, Virgil look too bad. But uh, but but we're gonna try on a weekly basis to give you guys a quality product. I promise you that. All right. Well, brother, I'm ex- I'm excited, man, that we that we're doing this. I'm excited we're connected. I'm excited to see, you know, what how God will use this, uh, the doors that that will open as a result of just us, uh, just doing doing what what uh, man what we feel led uh, to do as as you continue to produce content, man, for for just thinking and uh, and for for your blog for us to get a chance to chop up those issues and then anything else that just kind of so happens uh, on the scene during the course of a given week or so, man, there was something, bro, you sent me, man, that was incredibly, incredibly interesting uh, that (laughs) had me thinking a lot of different things, man. It was an article uh, that that you wanted me to review about uh, can my children be friends with white people? This was, this was from, from an opinion, uh, post was was this was this from the new york times is that is that where this is from yeah man so this was uh from uh this past sunday's new york times it's dated mm-hmm. november 11th 2017 uh and i'm going to try to do justice to the name of the author of the piece ekal 
N Yanka. It's E K O W, the initial N as in Nancy. Last name is Y A N K A H. So, yes, gotcha. this is the New York Times opinion section of the Sunday Review headline Can My Children Be Friends with White People? And mm. uh, I think this article is creating quite a bit of buzz. I've seen it, uh, you know, I've shared it on my Twitter page. And on Facebook, and I've, uh, I've seen it uh, since th- since you sent it. I've seen it posted a number of times. Yeah. So uh, if you if you read the piece, uh, if the headline isn't enough to grab your attention, uh, if you read the piece, the piece starts off whereby uh, the author writes about his oldest son who is four years old, mm-hmm. uh, and how the uh, events in Charlottesville, Charlottesville, Virginia, have apparently even in the mind of this four year old. Uh, generated some questions about his identity. Mm. Uh, uh, the, uh, the the parents of the four-year-old, uh, the father is black, the mother is Asian, mm-hmm. uh, and the article in the very first paragraph, I'll just read a little bit of a snippet here. Uh, it reads this way, and I'm quoting here, quoting the article, my oldest son wrestling with a four-year-old's happy struggles is trying to clarify how many people can be his best friend. Uh, quote, my best friends are you and mama and my brother and, and the child goes on. But even a child's joy is not immune to this ominous political period. So mm-hmm. I'm going to pause right there and say, so here we see in the very first couple of sentences, what the context in which this uh, writer is about to frame the rest of what he's about to say mm-hmm. as it relates to his four-year-old son when he says that even a child's joy is not immune to this ominous political period. And what do you know? In the very next paragraph, he's blaming President Trump for the insecurities or the, shall we say, the curiosities that his four-year-old son is having about his identity. Uh, So I'm going to skip down a couple paragraphs to Mm -hmm. say, uh, to go ahead and quote something else, the, uh, the, the writer of the article Says So he goes on to say, and I'm quoting here, as against our gauzy national hopes, I will teach my boys to have profound doubts that friendship with white people is possible. When they ask, I will teach my sons that their beautiful hue is a fault line. Spare mm. me the platitudes of how we are all the same on the mm-hmm. inside. I first have to keep my boys safe. And so I will teach, teach them before the world shows them this particular brand of rending, violent, often fatal betrayal. So <laughs> here we have uh, the uh, premise being put forth uh, by the writer of this article that the instability, if you will, or the mm-hmm. disconnect, the discord that exists in the society in America today along racial lines or between races is, is a direct result of the election of President Trump. Right. To the White House. Now, that's as background. Now, let me say this up front. What you and I are going to talk about tonight, Virgil, has nothing to do and is not meant to be taken as as an apologetic for President Trump. Trump. Right. Uh, But I I only mentioned him because the writer of the article mentions him. Right. But when you read this article, at least my personal sentiment was, is that it is another treatise. Uh, a, a rant, even if you will, uh, on black victimhood. Here right. we are 
Um, you know, blacks are under the thumb of President Trump and the worldview of President Trump. Now, in the article, the worldview of President Trump is never articulated. Not well piece. by any stretch of the imagination. Right. So you can only say that here is one person's interpretation of the what what has been accused or labeled as a white supremacist president's worldview. Right. Uh, what he what, now, what 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 he does what he does in this, Daryl. And I don't mean I don't, I don't mean to interrupt your thought process. What what he what he does is he extrapolates every kind of uh, angry white supremacist thought process out there. Uh, he 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 called you know he he basically says there's no such thing as a quote unquote good Trump voter. So if if you voted for Trump, you're lumped into this category as well. You you're whitewashed with a with a with a label uh, as, as, as supremacist and, and you're, you're a part of the fray. Like you said, it's, it's never Trump's quote unquote worldview is never fully articulated by any stretch of the imagination. Yeah. You can find, I have yet to find anyone who can, who has presented me with objective definitive evidence that Donald Trump is a white president, a supremacist, but that's beside the point. Uh, to quote the author of the uh, article again, he says further down that his, that is Trump's election and the year that has followed have fixed the awful thought in my mind too familiar to black Americans. So there he is lumping us all in together. Mm-hmm. Fixed the, the awful thought in my mind too familiar to black Americans. Quote, you can't trust these people, these mm-hmm. people being white people. Mm-hmm. Uh, so a few questions I have on this, as I'm sure you, you've got some uh, as well, Virgil. Uh, the, the first question I have is, you know, it, it seems to me that this person is trying to ride both sides of the fence. So number one, you want to blame white people for the, uh, the, the racial discord, the racial animus that exists in America. But at the same time, you don't want to have a dialogue with them to remedy these issues. So not, notwithstanding the fact that again, here we are talking about what are essentially heart issues. So anything mm-hmm. that's having to do with any kind of ism in this case is racism is essentially a heart, heart issue. But this article, like so many others who hold the same worldview as this, as this gentleman does never proffers a solution to deal with it. Right. It's just one complaint after another. It's one complaint. Here he is blaming an entire ethnic group, white people for his perceptions and his, again, insecurities about how he's going to have to raise his boys. Right. You know, as, as, as dark skinned boys, as, as multi-ethnic children, how he's going to have to raise them. And it's, and now this is a concern just because of the elections that happened last year. <laughs> All of a sudden uh, on a four year old, no less on a four year old. Exactly. <laughs> I was telling somebody this evening. It's amazing how just in the past year, the past 12 months, how intelligent four and five year olds have gotten. Right. How, how, uh, how Renaissance like four, right. five year olds have gotten uh, that they can just formulate questions of immense cultural and social significance that they can posit to their mother and father. Wow. Um, you know, 
I was just in the tub playing with my rubber ducky and I just noticed, you know, that my skin color is the same as this soap. You know, what's <laughs> the same color as this soap I'm using? What's going on with this? So, you know, it's, it's, I, I can't really buy into the genuineness of these arguments, but it's just absurd to say that one man has the power to influence the heart attitudes of tens of millions mm. of people. Mm-hmm. Now, to my knowledge, that hasn't happened till uh, since Christ walked on the earth. Right, <laughs> right, <laughs> right. You know, that's right. that's some power if you can pull that. No, off. no. Unfor- unfortunately, man, we live in a we live in a country. We live in a society that that those who are are, are socially liberal in their ideological position have a tendency to see. Um, the politician and really the president as having as playing the primary role in the in, in the influence of an individual's life. I mean, it's 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 jaw dropping. I, I thought what, what, one of the things that I thought was interesting about the article is that you know he he mentions his he he says my bi ethnic wife, most trusted friend, understands that she is seen as a white woman, even though her brother and father. Are not now. Here, here he had, he he had, uh, offers the admonition. The, the he he offers he offers up his his own situation. Right, he's married to someone who's not black, uh, right. someone who has, has appears at least to be to be white. Uh, he he admits to this fact, and his bi, his biracial marriage would have less impact on his four year old child who lives with him on a day-to-day basis right. than President Trump in the White House does. That, that to me, is just jaw-dropping. I mean, yeah. the, the, the admission, I, I said admonition, I meant the admission in, in that alone should, should cause you, I mean, that's kind, of a, that's kind of a face palm. It's kind of like, what in the world are you talking about? Yeah, this if, whole if the, article was a face palm to me. <laughs> this whole thing was. Yeah, if there, if there's any if there's anything that should have the greatest amount of influence on the training of your child that he indeed can be friends with someone of another race should be everything that he wakes up to in his world when he sees mom and dad right. who are not of the same race interacting uh in relationship with one another and and the love that they shared with one another actually produced him. Right. And listen, I, the question I have is, why is it not enough anymore for a four-year-old to wake up and just recognize his parents as mom and dad? Why is that not enough anymore? Right. I, I don't care how they look. I don't care if they're plaid. Why, <laughs> why does it not suffice anymore for a child to just recognize his parents as mama and daddy? I mean, right. now is a child now going to have to be so politically correct, so socially aware that they're going to have to be raised with an awareness of the ethnic composition mm. of his parents. Now, is that mm. going to be part of, of, right. of, 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 of the family uh, structure and what it means to be a family? Mm-hmm. Uh, is, is that where we're going with this? Mm. Uh, you know, I'll tell you another thing that frustrated me about this article. And again, this is nothing personal against the writer, but here's another person who quotes, Dr. Martin Luther King. Right, right. I saw that. dream of, yeah. you know, of, of racial and uh, racial equality and racial oneness. 
It's, it's, it's kind of what I call the, that, that, that Rodney King worldview. Can't we just all get along, you know? <laughs> and uh, what's frustrating about this is, you know, why do, I get frustrated with people quoting Dr. King. They, they always want to go back to quoting Dr. King and his dream of, of, uh, of this sort of uh, socio-ethnic nirvana <laughs> when, when when they when they don't want to go back to the words of Jesus Christ, right? Jesus right. Christ, who is God, so I know His existence is eternal. Yes, but as it relates to His human nature, Jesus Christ predates Dr. Martin Luther King by almost two thousand years. Right, but yet we want to go back to nineteen sixties era. Quote Dr. King's I have a dream speech of everyone getting along Mm -hmm. as if his words carry the same weight as the words of Jesus in John 13, 34, 35, where Jesus says a new commandment. I give you that you love one One another. another. Yeah. Okay. The words of Christ predate the words of King by almost two millennia. (laughs) Yeah. Here's another brother who wants to quote Dr. King as if we need to come in line with what Dr. King's dream was. Right. No, no, we need to come in line with the God who created Dr. King. Yes. That's who we need to come in line with. Yes. Christ already said, you love one another as I have loved you. He says, love your enemies. So it frustrates me that the words of Dr. King seem to be ground zero. Right. As it relates to a lot of black people forming their uh, paradigm, uh, again, of this this heaven on earth, man, as it relates to people of different ethnicities getting along. And I know I'm going to sound like a broken MP3, <laughs> you know, can't say broken record anymore. Can't say man. record. Like nobody, a, can't a, say, nobody know what you're talking about. Don't know nothing you, about that, man. Don't know about yourself. that. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, so, but, but, but again, that, that, that that really that that that's no nirvana that people are looking for, man. It's not here. Mm. It's not here. I was just reading earlier today, man. Um, going through this article here in the New York Times, I was meditating on Romans five twelve. <clears throat> Talk about it, man. Romans five twelve. Paul writes, therefore, just as through one man sin entered into the world, yes. and death through sin, and so death spread to all men because all sinned. Yes. Now, I read that because it's puzzling to me whereby brothers like the author, author of this article and other social justice active activists, mm-hmm. they, they're, they're remonstrating, they're protesting against biases that are attitudinal. Okay? They're, they're protesting right. against biases that are attitudinal, yet they're looking for systemic and institutional remedies. Right to correct an attitudinal problem right which which take take taking another step they actually they they they're looking for systemic remedies while at the same time condemning the system as racist in and of itself right <laughs> that's it just doesn't make any sense when you listen the question i have for for, for social justice activists out there right now is if society is the problem mhm why are you looking to society? How for is the society solution? solution, right? <laughs> How can the problem be the problem and the solution at the right. same time? Right, right, right. So 
so see, see, this it's, is it's, why I'm it's vicious, viciously circular, right? Circular, it's circular, it's, it's, it's circular it's, reasoning it's, at a at a at a whole nother level. I know, it's infinitely circular, man. You cannot. <laughs> you, you, there's no end to that rationale. So, if the problem is society, how right. can solution? How can society be the solution? Right. And if society is the solution, wouldn't society have solved society by now? Right. Look, bro. hatred is nothing new, bruh. Bro. Hatred is nothing That's new. It. That's it. Cats been hating on each other, man, ever since Genesis 4. Right. Okay. <laughs> Cain and Abel. Ever since Cain killed his brother. Right. There's been hate in there's the world. Been okay. Absolutely. Evidence of it. All right. Yep. So. But if we were, if we're the problem, we can't be the solution. It's just logic dictates that the problem cannot be the solution. Right. So, so any, any, any time we're adding something extra to the gospel, man, we've, we've, I mean, we, we've absolutely missed it. Anytime we, we've, we've, we add social justice to the gospel, we add, you know, black lives matter to, to gospel proclamation. We add, we we've 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 not only not we've not just watered down the gospel; it becomes a different gospel. Bingo! It exactly becomes right. a different gospel, and it's and and, and, and Paul Paul has anathematized that. Exactly right, man. That's a great point. And uh, you know, the thing about it, man, when you look at uh, the term social justice, right? It's the term number one. You can't. I, I have yet to find anybody who can define that. Put a definition. Put some meat on that bone. Mm. and define for me objectively what that means. And what that has led to is just the term itself, right? Social justice has become what I call, it's, the, it's now the black hole of all causes. Right. You know what a black hole does? A black hole sucks in everything, everything. that's near it. Right. It just sucks it into this black hole, never to be seen again. So what's, what, what, there was a time probably several decades ago where social justice as an as a, as as an adjective right might have mm-hmm. been about uplifting the poor mm-hmm. and the oppressed but it's not about that anymore man it's mm-hmm. not about that anymore everything is about social justice now listen i've read articles recently where uh you know the people are bandwagoning onto the Colin Kaepernick campaign to protest a low pay, the low wages of NFL cheerleaders. Right. Okay. Now you've got social justice. Now the uh, LBGTQXYZ123 agenda is now a social justice. I'm about to run out of alphabets, man. If that gets any, <laughs> any, any that movement gets any longer. But right. Everything now, social justice now, man, is an all encompassing platform for airing grievances that have nothing to do with justice, but are really more about personal preferences mm-hmm. is, is what it is. So to your point, when, 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 when social justice is about everything, then it's about nothing. Mm-hmm. It's about nothing. And the church needs to make a distinguish this a distinction. Rather, yeah. Yeah. we need to recapture these terms that we're using the Bible and I'm going to upset some people uh, right mm-hmm. now. The mm-hmm. Bible doesn't teach social justice. Bible doesn't teach social justice. What the the justice that the Bible teaches is godly justice. Mm. It's godly justice. Mm-hmm. Godly justice results in what people think of as social justice. When we practice godly justice, especially Christians, 
God's in his common grace, his grace that benefits all mankind, benefits from the church practicing godly justice. What does James say? True religion is to see after the widows orphans and, widows, and the orphans. Right. Exactly right. As the church does that, the whole of society benefits. Absolutely. Absolutely. Man, that that that's key. I, I you know, you you mentioned uh, Colin Kaepernick and and uh I know that the, the as as this uh as we record this that uh that the GQ magazine has just named him citizen of the year. And yep. uh and th- there was a reporter that kind of made a made a joke or kind of jested about that and thinking through, you know, what he had done and what he had, you know, what he had accomplished, uh, which wasn't much. And, you know, wearing socks, depicting police officers as pigs, wearing a Fidel Castro, you know, shirt in Miami as a fashion statement, you know, just, just want, you know, wanting to sue the NFL for collusion, you know, when it, when it, in comparing uh, the, you know, general managers to slave owners, um, those are those that, you know, the, 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 taking of the knee, those are kind of his contributions. And the, the, one of the reporters had mentioned that, you know, JJ Watt raised money for hurricane victims, mm-hmm. yeah. uh, this year to the tune of $37 million. Uh, and again, this is, this is completely altruistic. This is completely, you know, self, a selfless act that, that, that directly benefits others. And it's, and, and the benefit is tangible. Uh, and and the, no mention of of him in any kind of way, shape, or form. But we've got Colin Kaepernick on the cover of of GQ magazine, all you know, off road out. Even as I say that, bro, I, I'm not I'm not even mad at GQ. I'm not I'm, I, I I expect the world to do what the world does. I, I right. think the the problem that I have is when I see the church. Uh, you know, the the guys. There was a bunch of pastors early on there, during during the early part of this year. Uh, who who were you know I'm I'm blacking out the NFL you know and 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 they they were they, they were men uh, uh you know who who were pastors and preachers and and the like and you know they were telling their congregations to black out the NFL in support of Colin Kaepernick and I'm I'm thinking where in the biblically speaking where in the world are you all getting this you know yeah. Yeah, they're, they're not getting it from the Bible, so right. I can tell you that much. <laughs> I can tell you where they're not getting it. Right. Uh, yeah, so so here's the thing, man. When I saw that GQ uh, piece, the, the first, and I'm with you, man. I'm not hating on GQ. GQ, GQ is going to GQ. Right. The, the world is going to world, man. You know, right. so so I'm, I'm down with that. GQ, do your thing. But here's the thing I get is why is it that every so-called black political social leader why? Why they gotta wear the afro, man, and dress in all black? <laughs> wait, wait, wait. Let me what, ask. What, some, what? Wait, wait, wait. Let me ask something to it, bro. Let me. I mean, you know. And What's I'm, up I'm, with that? Look, look, I'm, I'm getting, I'm getting ready to throw my. Why own you gotta stuff. go all Black Panther on us, bro? I'm, I'm, I'm getting ready to throw my own self under the bus. Here's the deal. Most of these cats, man, <laughs> that are that are real serious about you know about blackness. Why y'all love them? Real light bright skinned brothers like you know you know you know we used to say light bright and darn near white you know <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, why why is it why, why is it brother, those brothers always trying to know, man. my brother got a little like shaft you know <laughs> y'all don't know nothing about shaft out there google shaft <laughs> you gotta go fro you yeah. gotta go black leather jacket yeah. turtleneck 
seventies fro. Not, right, not, that's no, what I'm saying. Not, just, not just a little neat quaff, man. You got to go with the seventies fro. Yeah, it's gotta be, it's gotta be big, man. You gotta go big. So <laughs> that's the first thing that came to my mind is that what what is it about that 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 uh that I don't know that 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 presence yeah, yeah you yeah. know that sort of uh the the, the accoutrements man and the, right right the, 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 what what is it about that that says yeah I'm legit black right I'm legit black I'm le- I'm I'm black right now, see now this is black this right. like you said this is blackness right right so it's it's not just black this is blackness right see? right <laughs> yeah bro listen bro and listen. Verge, I'm not I'm not being funny when I say this. I would not be surprised if I took a tour of 20 black churches, let's say, here in, in the ATL. Because mm-hmm. in the ATL, the black church in the ATL, man, is lit. Okay, mm-hmm. there ain't no there ain't no telling what you're gonna see on a Sunday morning. Wow. Okay. I would not be surprised, man, if I could walk in to a 20 churches, I would say two to three of them might have had that G2 GQ cover with Kaepernick blown right. up. 24 by 52 framed hanging up in the sanctuary. Wow. wow. I wouldn't be surprised if I saw that at all because wow. identity Christianity has so permeated, especially in the black church, mm. that this whole social justice uh, uh, movement, if you will, the black church, especially not exclusively, but especially has so bought into this as a mission of the church. Wow. That, that identity Christianity is now a thing. Wow, bro. Identity Christianity is now a thing. Bro, you're saying something. I, 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 you know, again, because I'm in the, I'm in the Midwest, uh, you know, that, that's not something we would see, but man, if I, if I walked into a church and I saw that I, it wouldn't take, yeah, I'd, I'd walk in and it'd be two steps and I'd be walking right out. I would, I would be walking right out and just shaking my head. I might, let me say this, bro. I might stick around because, because I could not believe what I would be seeing. I would stick around just to hear what the pastors, how how do you form your mouth around a social justice issue in that frame based upon identity Christianity? You just first. You just answered your own question. It's easy to, to 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 form your mouth around that and preach an identity sermon when your identity is in you and how mm. you created versus the one who created you. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So let's go back real quick, man. I want to read the text here in Acts chapter seventeen, verses twenty six and twenty seven. Mm. Verse 26 of Acts 17, this is my go-to text, man, whenever I'm talking about issues of race and ethnicity with other people. Acts 17, 26 says, and he, that is God, made from one man every nation. Now, now in the Greek, that word nation is the word ethnos. Mm. So from one man, God created every ethnicity to live on all the face of the earth, having determined their appointed times and the boundaries of their habitation. Now, you would think that having read that in the gospel, that it would be clear that our our identity comes from God, not from ourselves. I mean, what does Paul Mm -hmm. say in, in Galatians? Listen, that no man should boast. I consider all things as rub as rubbish. 
including my ethnicity, which is not my own anyway. But look at Acts 17, verse 27. Here's the purpose for why God created us with these varying ethnic looks. Verse 27, that they would seek God. (laughs) If perhaps they might grope for him and find him, though he is not far from each one of us. So Acts 17, 26 and 27 says, God not only created us with the ethnicities that we possess, he also determined in his foreknowledge and his sovereign providence when you were born, not just how who you are, but where you were born and when for right. the purpose of seeking after him. You exist to seek after God and God by his spirit is the one who draws you to him. Mm-hmm. But your ethnicity exists to glorify God who created you that way, not to seek your own glory. <laughs> so our identity is in God, not in ourselves. And it's, re- it's just a really frustrating thought for people to take such pride in the mm. level of the, 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 the darker the shade of melanin, I guess the more legitimately black you are. Right, right. And, and you and don't have a darn thing to do with that. Have you nothing have to do nothing with nothing it. to do have with it. Here's the, here's the thing. I mean, you, you're pulling from Acts 17, man. That's, that's Paul at, at the Areopagus. He's talking, right. to a, he's talking to a pagan culture, right? He's talking to a culture that ha- have, have formed a, a number of their own gods. Uh, and, 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 I mean, that's no different than the culture and society we live in, though, though they're not crafted with, you know, they're not statues in a, you know, in a, in a public square. Uh, we, we've crafted our own idols based upon uh, melanin and, and skin, right. based upon how big your fro is and how down with the cause you can look or sound. I mean, all, all of these, all of these are idols that are elevated above the glory of God. I, 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 you stopped, I think in verse what, 27, 20, yeah, verse 27. I, I'm looking down at verse 30, which, which says this, the times of ignorance God overlooked, but now he commands all people everywhere to repent. Right. He commands, he commands all people to do what verse? Repent. Repent, not reconcile, right? <laughs> Says to repent in my book, bro. Yeah, mine, and mine too. I'm reading from the NASB in case anybody's interested. I'm, I've, I'm I've got the ESV, but, yeah. but we we go we can go we can go any translation you want to go. It's going to be the same. Now, nah, bro, if we go KJV, I'm gonna have to wipe off my computer tomorrow with all these these <laughs> thousands and, and, and S and stuff like that. I can't, can't go take. Hey, no offense to anybody, I can't go KJV, bro. But. <laughs> You're right. He's in verse 30. It says, God is now declaring to men that all people everywhere should repent. Yes. Not reconcile. Right. No, the reconcile, the reconciliation that the gospel prioritizes is our reconcil being reconciled to God. Mm. God calls his people to be reconciled to him. Mm -hmm. And as we are reconciled to him through his son, Jesus, we become reconciled to one another. Mm hmm. Even to our enemies, That's we become it. reconciled to them. That's okay. It. But the gospel calls people to repent, yes, not to reconcile. Mm. Reconciliation is a fruit of repentance. Amen. But there's this 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 this, this view out there that uh, you know it's it's the other way around. It's, right. it's, 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 it's like social justice advocates uh, are seeking a, a, some kind of a new kind of salvation. Almost. And that's why they're so frustrated with the gospel, because, listen, the gospel takes time to work in the hearts of sinners. Yes, it does. That we are. Yeah, we all are. 
The gospel takes time, but people aren't patient enough, man. They'd rather. Well, let me let me see. It might say I, I think I can grow an afro quicker than I can relying on the gospel to to penetrate this brother's <laughs> heart so that he repents. So let me just grow my fro. Right. Let me go to the mall. Let me blind my back black turtleneck, which is right on time because it's about to get cold. Let me get right, my black right. leather jacket and let me just go. Uh, you know, let me go see what a, the, the nearest Black Lives Matter chapter is, and let me just get with them, and maybe I can force somebody to like me. Right. Maybe I can force somebody to not hate me. Mm. It's a big virtue signal. I mean, it's a big virtue signal for, for that, that, that lands nowhere but causes you, I guess, in the eyes of most in the culture, right. to look as if you've got something going on. Yeah, uh, otherwise, like, well, what do we call it, woke? Yeah, right. you you want to look woke. Yeah, so, okay, you want to appear woke, but at the same time, that person who you have to complain against, whether legitimate or not, mm-hmm. still hates you. So mm-hmm. what have you accomplished? You haven't accomplished anything. Right. You haven't accomplished. You woke, they still hate you. Right. Who, who wins that one? Nobody. 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 Mm-hmm. It's a zero-sum mm-hmm. game. Nobody wins in that situation. But but what people aren't understanding today is that what we call these isms, right? Mm-hmm. We always got to put a suffix onto it. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. The, the Bible calls it sin. It's just plain and simple. <laughs> if you hate anyone, that's sin. Yes. It's, it's hate. Mm-hmm. It's not an ism. It's hate. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, man, I, I love it, man. Good, good stuff, man. As always, it's always a pleasure, man, to chop it up with you and to, and to kind of think through these things out loud, man. I guess that's why we call this just thinking, man. You know, it's just thinking, man, you know, we, we, you and I, we share what we think. We want to, we want to challenge our listeners to think, Hey, think about these things. Absolutely. What, what did God himself say? God said, come now, let us reason together. Mm, let us reason mm-hmm, together. Mm-hmm. Let's talk Absolutely. about these things to what the gospel says. Let's think about it. Well, man, I'm hopeful that what we've done in our time together, even today, has caused those who are checking in with us uh, to, to think through these issues, to open up Scripture as we did tonight and, and begin to peer into the mirror of God's word rather than, you know, on on a, an article like the one we, we walk through. They're 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 preaching a world. They, they're preaching a particular worldview that does not have. Uh, you know, your best interests uh, at heart. If we're not connected to the sovereign God of the universe and what he has has said about about how things are ordered, about the manner in which we're to engage one another, how we're to be reconciled to him rather than worrying about and, and worrying about being reconciled to to one another, how we're to repent of our sin. And that and, and, and as, as Daryl eloquently said, man, the fruit of the fruit of repentance will be that we'll be reconciled with our brother. That's the, that's absolutely the key, man. Amen to Amen, that. Brother. Absolutely. Amen. Yeah, well, Daryl, what you, what you got on tap, man? You got rest of the week ahead of you, man, a weekend coming that, that'll be coming in. What do, what do you got brewing, bro? What's, what's man, on listen, the I, I feel like I need to apologize to uh, all my blog followers out there because it's been a few weeks since I've written anything, mm-hmm. but I've got a good reason for that. Number one, uh, I'm currently leading uh, the men's group at my local church. Oh, that's great. Shout out to everyone at Rockdale Community Church in Conyers. Oh, that's great. That's great. And, uh, so I'm leading an expository Bible study through First Peter. Oh, wow. And uh, as you know, man, when, you, when you're an expository teacher, mm-hmm. you're writing expository lessons from scratch every yes, week. Are. Yep. Uh, that's a lot of time dedicated to that. So yeah. I apologize. I haven't 
had a new blog article up lately, but secondarily, man, I'm going through right now the certification process uh, with the Association of Certified Biblical Counselors trying to get my uh, biblical counselor certification. And I'm, oh, I'm in great. the midst of uh, finishing up two exams. Mm. There's a theology exam. Then there's a counseling exam, uh, 25 questions each. I have to write. Each answer has to be a page to a page and a half. Wow. So man, I'm, I'm, I'm buried right now, man. So, so <laughs> I got a lot going on right now, man. Yeah. yeah. Well, that's great, man. That's great. I, I've got a few things, man. You shouted out your, your group, man. I'm going to shout out my group, man. I meet with a young adults uh, and we are, we're, we're kind of doing a, uh, I'm kind of doing the meta narrative. We're looking for Christ in the Old Testament. And oh so, yeah. yeah, man. We started we started out in in Genesis and just taking kind of the high points, um, just kind of showing them, you know, some of the some of the symbolism and and something like the tabernacle. Uh, yep. You know, we're walking through Passover. We're looking at you know some different things, things that stories they've been exposed to all their lives, but hadn't truly made some of the connections and the connecting of the dots with regard to how 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 Christ is even a part of uh, the Old Testament. So we're having a, having a lot of fun with that, man, having a lot of wonderful aha moments, uh, awestruck moments as we see God's plan being kind of unfolded uh, slowly through as, as you continue to walk through uh, the, the Old Testament. The goal of the process, man, we'll take one week off for uh thanksgiving uh then we'll pick back up with, with the goal of 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 landing right in the the manger uh at about christmas time wow so that's, man that's yeah. gonna be right on time you got that yeah. Plan perfectly man. yeah yeah we're really excited about it man it's gonna be a be a neat deal i think this coming up week we'll we'll begin looking at isaiah 53 and really kind of unpacking that that that'll be that'll be the text that i'll really kind of do uh some some expository teaching from and so looking forward to to that as well but like you man in school got you know just finished midterms i got papers to write and things to do but man it's always always brother a pleasure to pause for the calls and and get a chance to chop it up with you i'm hoping our our listeners appreciate what uh what we get what we what we got dialed into tonight so I hope so too. I'm sure they do, man. And uh, shout out to all the listeners right now. We appreciate your support. And please, as you listen, this is a new venture for us. Please share the podcast link with your friends and your family members and tell them to tune in. Uh, not to say that they'll agree with everything we say, but uh, tell them to tune in. I think they're going to find out that this is a different podcast from anything they've probably ever listened to before. Hey man, well, I'm, I'm signing out, man. Appreciate you, Big D. I, I'm, I'm looking forward to next time when we talk again, man. You have a great one. All right, Verge, you too, man. Take care, brother. Thank you for tuning in to Just Thinking, a podcast brought to you by the Bar Podcast Network. You can find all of Just Thinking episodes at www.thebarpodcast.com. Tune in next week to another edition of Just Thinking. And remember... Let's think.